What's going on? It's time for another episode of Too Hard for the Radio, transmitting from the future free state of Greater Idaho. I am the one-armed madman. And with me today, we've got Ronnie Mills. Ron, thanks for coming on, man. It's a pleasure to have you. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. Right on. So uh, you were a social worker in Cleveland. How was that? Uh, 37 years. I started off, um, yeah, uh, my first job was in the housing project that I grew up in. And that was a, that was a lot of fun just dealing with, um, a group of gentlemen at that time, as give away my age, crack was pretty big. So you had kids with a lot of money and, uh, on paper, the police chasing them, uh, trying to tell them there's a better way to do things. And they had better looking cars than you, you were driving. Yeah. It's to make fun of my Datsun. It's like, yeah, you need some rims on that Datsun mills or something, you know, can you loan you some money, <laughs> get a better car. No, I, I sleep good at night. So that's fun. Well, I mean, getting into it 37 years ago, I guess in a way you were lucky that, that you were not like hindered by so many, so much student loans that the job was kind of a thankless act. Like I know people who have, who have, gotten to gotten their masters and gone on to be social workers and they're just like you know it's a great job like they love the job and they love what they do but there's just no chance they're ever going to pay off their student loans or like have a you know decent middle class life a lot of them sad i think that one of the good things that people should know is because then i end up working in columbus and there's the ohio state university there and like Cleveland, I went to Cleveland State University, but you could do two years at the community college and not incur, and not incur all that debt. And so Cuyahoga Community College, I went there for two years. There's a two plus two program. So you don't have to spend all your money on um, elective classes. <laughs> you know, you, when you come in, then you start getting more to your majors and you pay for that two years. And so Columbus had the same thing. I was wondering how come people aren't going to their community college, which had a two plus two program and you could save half the money, but it was just one of those things where people just didn't look at it. Your degree or your degree still said whatever college you ended up with at the end did not. So. Right on. Yeah. I just got done with a, a two year degree at a, at a, um, I guess, what do they call it? Idaho city college or something like that. I don't even remember what it's called at this point. College of Western Idaho. That's the one. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's weird how people float back and forth between Boise state and CWI and the price is just, you know, insanely different. I mean, I know people who are, who are going to mortgage their, their futures to go to Boise state. And it's like, you can take those classes at CWI, but the problem with CWI is it's like a, a small school in a Walmart parking lot. So people look at it and just go, come on, <laughs> you want me to go to school at Walmart? Are you kidding me? <laughs> but I like to make the joke that, Hey, look at they're uh, they love to train managers in, in college. They're, they're not looking for entrepreneurs or people to go change the world. They're looking for managers. So they're, they're training the next, the next uh, round of managers right in the parking lot. <laughs> well, you know, from a uh, from a youth, I've always been interested in the paranormal. Yeah, and I, I got lucky when I came in Columbus. Another guy was in radio, and when podcasting started big and everything, I, he he had me with a group of other guys, and they were doing a a paranormal type of show, and all he wanted me to do was sort of like the ins and outs for it and stuff. You know, just, you know, just kind of announce them and stuff like that and go into the commercials and stuff like that. So it's fine. But um, <clears throat> I've always seen it and they kind of, they didn't have any guests. They kind of, I've always seen a thing in a vein of coast to coast. Yeah. Yeah. I love coast yeah, to coast. Oh yeah. I love coast Where, to coast. I love Jimmy, uh, uh, Jimmy Church, Fade to Black. That's my favorite, I think. <laughs> yeah. I, I love it because the fact it's guest driven and you just let the guests tell you what they know and go from there. So I was thinking about that and stuff. And so those guys were kind of like, they kind of petered out and he was like, well, you're the only one left. 
you think about doing a show by yourself on a set, but you never ask. Hell so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I started getting guests, you know, just going, reading people's books, getting guests on there. And I did it for five years. And it's the most interesting thing. It, it just, I was always curious about this. What are they hiding from me and stuff? And I said, the only thing you really know is what you don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know, what you don't know and stuff. And to, to dismiss a person and say they're crazy, you know, and that, that that's the worst thing you could do because we've done that through history and found out that guy knew what he was talking about, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we found out they were telling the truth, you know? So we could dismiss people and we find out that they were really telling the truth and they knew something, you know, and they weren't crazy, you know? So there are cryptoids we don't know about. We are being visited by alien races, obviously. Yeah. Um, just creatures on this planet we still don't know about. Uh, people have ghostly experiences. I've had some myself. I was in a, a haunted apartment, mm. you know, and you don't really believe stuff like that until it happens to you. And um, this apartment, to tell you a story, this apartment that I was in, it was, um, it was an old apartment. A guy converted it to um, efficiencies. And it had like those Murphy beds in it. <laughs> it was yeah, like, yeah. It, it was nice. It had like a marble floor and stuff. It was a nice building back in the day. Might've been in the thirties uh, or twenties or something like that. And he just kind of, the bigger apartments, he just kind of made them into efficiencies. So it had a little kitchenette. I could see everything, five windows and I could see everything from there and stuff. And first time I came in there and stuff, I was like, Oh, it's a Murphy bed. Pulled it down and I said, oh, somebody evidently got a mattress for it. They pull out the wall. And I was always afraid of laying in Murphy beds because I'm thinking about the Three Stooges when they go yeah, over yeah. the Murphy bed trapped in there. So I said, um, why don't I have a bed tonight? The mattress looks pretty nice. Put a sheet on it. Sleep in it, you know? And I would hear it sound like people walking in a hall and up in the door and see anything. Yeah. Walk stop here you know so i'm laying in the bed and um you know i got my um back turned to the door because where i am is just a bathroom there's a kitchenette you see the door and stuff and i feel somebody sit on the edge of the bed and i'm thinking somebody broke in like oh my god somebody broke in i said and it's this asshole is going to sit next to me on top of it. <laughs> my heart was about to beat out of my chest. And I was like, ah, I got to turn around and I, I got to fight this guy or whatever it is. Yeah. Cause it felt like, and then it felt like they laid in the bed next to me. I said, Oh my God. <laughs> I said, I, I think I got to fight for my life. <laughs> so I'm going to roll out the bed and roll out the bed. Look, there's nothing there, but I can see the weight of a body on the mattress. Whoa. And it got up and I'm about ready to faint, you know. I so I didn't go to sleep till morning. And um another time I was going to sleep. I, I got a Murphy bed the next day. I got a I got a um uh, um what is it called? Not a Murphy. I got um oh god, the um beds that fold up in their couch. <laughs> so I put the Murphy bed in there and stuff, and I, I got my own. Uh, bed just like a couch and stuff so I said I'm not going to sleep in that bed ever again because I don't know that's the original bed they yeah. belong to somebody else. Oh, man. one day I'm going to sleep in there and I'm working late and I'm on and I said oh I'm falling asleep on the bed and I hear somebody call my name they said Ron and I was like oh must be starting to dream going in a dream sleep so I kind of ignored it and then they said my name again. I felt the breath on my ear and oh. got up and you could see every part of that apartment. It was just like, this place is haunted. You know? Yeah. So, Man, that I would scare the believe- hell out of me. That would scare the <laughs> hell out of me. Like ghosts, ghosts. Right. I'm, I've always like aliens have been my thing since I was a kid, but ghosts have always like scared. Like 
there's part of me that's like, yeah, it's not true. There's nothing to be scared of. And the other part's like, yeah, it's terrifying. I don't want no right. part of it. I, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Winchester mansion in California. Yes. So I was, me and my ex-wife went there and we were all jacked up to go. It's like, oh, we're going to go see this haunted house. And, you know, I was so disappointed when I showed up, like it was this tour, which we knew it was going to be a tour, but I didn't feel anything. And Mm -hmm. by the end of the tour, they, they had like a second portion of it. We were just like, you know what? Screw this. We're just going to leave. So I've always wanted to go to like an actual haunted house because it was such a disappointment. Like, you know, it was weird and everything like staircases leading to nowhere, just rooms that don't belong, just totally strange in every possible way. But I didn't feel anything, if you know what I mean. When I when I did my show, people would ask me to come and uh, the, uh, uh, the Lizzie Borden house. They asked me, hey, why don't you come over? You know, and stay at night because they made what that horrible murder was yeah. a bed and breakfast. And they got a couch that looks like the couch that he was found on. Uh, Lizzie Borden's father and people like this. I was like, uh, no, <laughs> no, I don't like it. They asked me to come to certain places. And I was like, uh, no, no, I don't like that feeling. I'm yeah. not going to do that. <laughs> All right. And I'm afraid that things might follow you home, too. Now that's creepy. That, that is creepy. And, um, I'm going to write that down as a note, but how much investigation did you actually like physical investigation? Did you do, or was it more of just like you on the show? I I, I have the guests there. The guests would talk about, um, you know, their stuff. And, and literally it was very, very interesting listening to them and telling their stories and stuff. And, um, there was one guy I remember specifically, and um, he said that, you know, that there are a lot of things in the movie are fake, and then a lot of things, they give you information to try to build you up to certain things and stuff, and you get information from people that have studied. So there's one guy that was on there that said um, he was talking about the government was hiding things, and he and his thing, he said that the government created eight just like a biological weapon yeah but it got out of hand and stuff nobody thought about patient zero that was a stewardess on a plane spreading it everywhere else but you know it's like just like COVID. you know yeah. <laughs> i said nobody nobody thought about those things because after the geneva convention i think it's world war one they said you can't use biologic weapons yeah these are rules of war it's only cheating if you get caught. So yeah. I've heard the same thing with Lyme's disease that they created Lyme's disease on Plum exactly. Island to stop uh, people from eating island. meat. Yeah. There was an island. Plum Island, down. it's called. Yeah, yeah, Plum Island. And there's also stories about like them doing all Herbal sorts of crazy stuff. Monsters, like time travel, portals, right. wormholes, like all sorts of crazy stuff experiment. going on. I yeah. think so. I think that's yeah. where where they were experiment. Yeah. Right. So they, uh, and he said that, you know, not only did that, they, they had the, they had the cure for it. He said it was a military, ex-military. He said they, they created, they had the cure for it also too. Well, that's as, one as, thing as, about biological weapons is you create, I learned this during COVID is you create the disease and the vaccine at the same time. It's like exactly. a, it's like a co co-production because you don't want one without the other. Right. We're thinking on the same line here because yeah. when it came out, I was like, wow, it took them just three months to find something. And I was telling, you know, when I talk to friends about it, they're like, there he goes with that stuff again. I said, yeah. like, think about it. Just think about this. I was like, you know, it took five years to find a vaccine for polio. Less than three months, it came with a vaccine. Now, if you were one of the big farmers, uh, pharmaceutical places, I came to you and say, look, I'm not going to tell you where this came from, whatever. We got a vaccine that cures COVID. Hold on to it for a couple of months. Make it look like you, um, you, you made the cure. You got it. You did everything, and then we will buy all of it from you too to treat people. <laughs> and yep. so, would you and- tell if you're a big pharma? Would you Moderna or, or, or Pfizer? Would you tell anybody? 
hey, they gave me the cure. No, you're going to make a ton of money. Yep. And Moderna was sponsored by the CIA. Yes. The CIA, so Moderna is a, is a pure CIA creation. I mean, this, this company did not exist before COVID and the CIA created it. And the way that they told people to like, the way that they told these companies to explain the vaccine is like, oh, we, we have these computer simulations now. And I, I heard the guy who created Doom talking about this, which is, he's a crazy guy. Like I, I like listening to him talk cause he's out of there. He's out of, out of this world on AI and stuff. But he was saying that they just use computer simulations and it took hours to do this. So what a great, you know, scapegoat is like, Oh, we've got these great computers. We can right. just pump all this data in and right away we can just say, yep, look, this works. Mm -hmm. Just a great scapegoat. So the guy I had, he said that, you know, he explained this and stuff. And so he ends up in, the, in one of the crazy magazines, uh, The Sun or something like that. You know, guy says government uh, created AIDS, uh, you know, and uh, as a biological weapon. So he ends up in one of those. And stuff. Maybe Ron, you can have him on there. I said, yeah, yeah. I'm going to have him on the show. I said, because, say, have you ever saw men in black? I said, the government will discredit you. And I said, uh, when um, the Tommy Lee character tells uh, uh, tells Will Smith, he said, there's a flying saucer around there. He said, I don't know you know. He said, well, I'm going to stop. And he goes and gets one of those Sun magazines, the Sun magazines or something like that. The Inquirer looks in there, three-headed men with a uh, three-headed baby and stuff like that. He said, there's nothing in there. And he said, yeah. He said, we put the truth in here with the lies. Yeah. Nobody knows. And he said, oh, yeah, this was, the, the flying saucers will be hidden, you know, by the Brooklyn Bridge. And he got something and it appeared there. <laughs> yeah. Kernels right. of truth in every lie. That's what that's why they're so yeah. good at it, is they can give you one of the one of my favorite guys on the Internet. He says that, like, the corporate media is factual, but not truthful, which is, I think, yeah. a great line because they can take something that like, here's a fact and then just spin this whole crazy narrative around a fact and make it look like the truth when in fact it's just some crazy story. And with with um, social media, they're spreading most of the lies. Yes. You know? yes. They did it in those like crazy mag. So now they're spreading most of the lies because it's all about the narrative. And one of the things uh, um, when I was, I was gonna talk to you about really, you know, in this show is why the U.S. government, other governments of the world, not told us about. Yeah, let's get into that. Sorry, let's get into that. Sorry. And first off, like before, before we get, I, I think that the UFO community is being far too lenient on the government right now. Um, I feel like that the community has been pushing for disclosure for so long. And that they're so happy to see this, that they're getting complacent in a lot of ways. I see a lot of UFO type shows where they don't discuss politics. Like, we're not going to talk about politics. And unfortunately, like, now we are in the realm of politics when it comes to UFOs. Like, there's no escaping that. And I think that they do themselves a bit of a disservice by not looking into the people who are, who are pushing this narrative a little bit deeper. Like, they know far more about ufos than i ever could but i know a lot about the government and i know that the government are liars so what do you what do you what do you think is going on they, they only give us props and i said i had several reasons why they don't and, and first of all i would talk about power um i'm sure they've had contact i'm sure with aliens uh i'm sure i'm positive that they are reverse engineering uh, data that they've gotten, they've stolen and stuff from crashes and everything and stuff because, you know, people report crashes and then they're there to tell you you didn't see anything, you know. And we know it happened, you know, the first thing happened was the Roswell crash. Mm -hmm. Was it 1947? 47, yeah. Yeah, the Roswell crash. Now, th that was big because and and they never knew how to handle the locals. So then the they had to write the book on how to handle the locals. Because think about it, the flying saucers crash, you know that the EMTs, the fire department's gonna be there, the police gonna be there yeah. for you. So 
they had to handle the locals. And the army had to put that in their little uh, book about how do we handle the locals in the Air Force. So you have um, uh, Jesse Marcel and you, you go from one thing, you go to Sam, who catch it a flying saucer. Because the captain there thought, hey, I make an announcement. We catch it a flying disc. Yeah. You know, no, we don't do that. <laughs> we don't do that. Because he was like, yo, I thought this is this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah, we catch people are gonna want to know. Right, yeah. So a trained air force <laughs> captain. Don't know the difference between a flying disc and a silver weather balloon. Yeah, and we know people tell their real secrets on the deathbed. Some person coast to coast at sunset. You know, they made a fool out of him. You know, he said they made a fool out of him. I know the difference. You know, yeah, <laughs> and stuff. But the technology, it's it holds a lot of power. And if we contact, we really get contact. When I'm thinking about people in power, you have to give it the power. And I think they've come. They've already wanted to team up with us, possibly help and stuff. And it's like, no. People in power, first of all, and there's different layers of this. I would say people in power say no. The reason they say, uh, the reason that people in power say no is because they would feel like they'd had to give it up and they'd have to yeah. change the way it is. Um, there's a great episode of Star Trek. Um, and as uh, uh, it is called the the Star Trek episode, I wrote it down here. So, uh, yeah, it's called the from Star Trek: The Next Generation, the Neutral Zone. Ah, and so you see that one. That yeah, is I'm a, a I'm a big Next Generation guy. I think it's the right. best of the best of all of them. Personally, I thought I thought I would not like Picard when it first came out. Yeah, and I said, oh my god. Picard's a diplomat. He's cool. <laughs> you know, I thought I would not like those characters, but I love it. But yeah. in the neutral zone, you have uh, people that have been frozen for 300 years in cryogenics, and they find a capsule, and it's like modern Earth people. It's a housewife. There's a billionaire in there. There's a, a guitarist and stuff. So uh, they take them on a cryogenic state because they're hoping they pay good money you know, whatever disease they have, maybe they'll find them, you know, and they'll be able to cure them. So they did. They they had them on Enterprise. And so the guy who's uh, uh, the millionaire, and he keeps telling Picard, I got to talk to you. I got to get back to her. You know, and he's like, um, I've got plenty of money. I'm an important man and stuff. Yeah, we're communists <laughs> now. <laughs> right. So Picard tells him that. I love that. What he says, he said that we've grown out of our infancy. He said, we've eradicated hunger and, and, and people want no longer and they're not obsessed with things. <laughs> and he said, he, and so the millionaire tells him, it's never been about possessions or things. It's about power to control your life and your destiny. Mm -hmm. And Picard said, control is the illusion. He said, he said, really, I should be dead, but I'm here talking to you. They pay for it. So I think the power would they give up control because we look to them for a lot of things. Because if they if you flew through wormholes <laughs> billions of light years away, we know that you're smarter than the present people we have right now. Yeah. You know, and power. And they know they're smarter. They probably come to them and that I heard stories like. Aliens have told them and stuff, you know, like, you know, nuclear waste, you're having a problem with it. Here's a real way to control this and stuff. Don't want that. Don't want this, how to do this. Don't want that and stuff. Um, now, the medicine would be a great thing. Now, medicine. Think yeah. about. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Medicine. I was like, there's no way. No way, absolutely no way, and uh, uh, no way that medicine they would we allow them. You know, I was talking to a buddy, he said there's no way that they would allow us to contact them and talk to them about medicine because evidently they have a great amount of uh, of of 
medical knowledge. And so that would be a problem right there. I said, why? And I said, okay. Then people were getting mad at me about, let's say, cancer personnel. Cancer is a billion dollar industry. Yes. Cancer is a billion dollar in industry. And chemotherapy now, doesn't even really work. It's kind of exactly. a, it's kind of a lie. It's a poison. As a yes. matter of fact, it's a poison. And it's like, you know, that doesn't make any sense to me. I'm saying people get mad. and say they don't want to cure cancer. And they say, wait a minute. I say, don't. And your listeners might be listening. So my mom died of cancer. Yeah. I don't give anything to cancer. And people say, why do you not give anything to cancer? I said, okay. Now, with FDR, we found out that curing anything is the worst business model. And he said, and he said I'll explain it to you. I said, FDA uh, started the March of Diamonds, January 3, 1938. Uh, so he said, we're going to have a war on polio. We're going to cure polio. Started the March of Diamonds. 17 years later, there's a cure. Collecting diamonds. 17 years later, collecting 1955, Jonas Salt has a cure for it. Literally eradicates it. And then the March of Dimes looks up and they say, wow, we're in a little trouble here. We're going to have to change our business model. We're kind of putting ourselves out of business. So now they change it at the focus on the health of pregnancies. Mm. And they say, oh, then we can do that forever. They found out that's the worst business model to cure. Yeah. The money's not in that. The money's in the money's in the medicine that we can continue for you buying. So we we don't want to cure high blood pressure. Yeah. And keep pushing high blood pressure pills to you. We don't want to cure diabetes. We want to keep pushing that to you. Yeah, we want you on insulin for the rest of your life. Right. <clears throat> it's the same right. thing with depression. So depression's like one of the biggest industries in the medical complex right now. And I don't know if you saw this, but a couple of months ago, a new paper, a new study just came out that said that depression is not due to a chemical imbalance. They don't really know what it is, but it's not a chemical imbalance. So all these antidepressants that are supposed to fix the chemical imbalance in your mind have been doing nothing for the past 30 years. And maybe they've been helping people. You know, each case is going to be different. I take an antidepressant. It helped me. When I, when I started taking it, I was having weight problems, so they gave me one that makes you gain weight. I haven't stopped taking it because I'm healthy now. So does it work? Does it not work? I don't know. But the model is keep taking more of them. We want mm -hmm. you on this. We don't want to, to heal your body or your soul, your mind or your soul. We want you to right. just be on our medicine all the time. So you control is so an illusion. They would, they would come here from another, another world, another galaxy and say, we have advanced medicine. Yeah. So and when they you say we have talked to some of our officials about, oh, we can help you with this. It's yeah. not a problem. No, not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It was like, no, that's not going to happen. We just the worst business model. And so my buddy's like, OK, still, whatever, what a, what other type of uh, 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 examples you can show me where they have not tried to cure something? And I said cancer. And I would keep going back to cancer. I said, why? Why do you keep going back to cancer? And I said, okay, think about it. Who is the president that said, we're going to, just like FDR, we're going to fight a war on cancer? It was Nixon. It was Nixon. He made the announcement uh, December uh, 23rd, 1971. And we're Biden just did it again a couple weeks ago. And they said, 52 years, not only we're not even close to a cure, but there's other types of cancer. There's more cancer. We're not even close to a cure. I didn't know Nixon said that. Biden just said the same thing a couple of months ago. We're going to end cancer as we know it. Right, look at, look at Nixon. You better believe it, Jack. <laughs> Nixon said it over 50 wow. years ago. I didn't know that. Moral That's crazy. He wanted, to do like, he wanted to do like FDR. Yeah. But they looked up and the, the big uh, big pharmaceutical companies are like, wait a minute. No, we already seen that's a bad business model. Wow. I didn't know best that. Is that. Was best is that we keep medicine that treated. Like you say, there are chemo centers. There, there are actual cancer hospitals. You think they close after? Yeah. We should have stem so cell treatment centers in every city in America right now. But you got to go to Mexico to get the real stuff. 
Exactly. And I told him, I said, here's my theory that you possibly had already about four or five cures, mm. which they put away. Yeah, yeah. They put away. And I said, because Jonas Salk was a guy kind of pretty much before Big Pharma. So he's working hard on it on his own and stuff, figuring it out and stuff. It's not like it is today. That's intellectual property. You got one guy said, I, I you know, I, I found it. I think I found the cure for cancer. It's good for you. Yeah, we'll and IP that. is a scam. Like, there's no <laughs> such thing as intellectual that. property. It's a total scam. Like, that's right. it's it's to start a war with China. They're stealing our intellectual property. Meanwhile, it's these right. billionaires who are creating bullshit that should be able to be redistributed. It's nuts. So let's go back so to- that's one, can, of the, one of the main reasons, because there's money and there's yeah, also power. Sure. So if, we, if they landed here now and stuff, we would think they had an immense amount of power. That's where I was going, actually. So you say said earlier, like Picard, control is an illusion. So when I was a kid, like wanting disclosure my entire life, I was thinking they always, oh, people are going to freak out, religion, blah, 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 blah. And I was kind of like, you yes, know what? I got that on and I was like, you know, I don't believe it. I think people are ready for it. I think people want it. Now that I'm a little older and I kind of realize like, whatever these civilizations are based like whatever technology they have, they are immensely more powerful than we are. And if we think that we're in control of our own civilization with somebody like that out there, that's an illusion. So do you think people would freak out? I think, yeah, I think it, the common man would not. freak out. And the worst thing they would want is an alien talking to you or I. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. Right. I've always said, I've always said if an alien shows up to my doorstep, I'm going to invite it inside because if it's at my door, it could have already destroyed our entire planet if it wanted to. So Mm -hmm. if it's at my door, it's ready to talk. So I'm going to let it in and hear it out. Yes. And there's like, there's no such thing, but minute black show up at your door. What did you talk about? What was said? (laughs) But you told me there's no such thing. But what did you talk about? What was said? We need to know everything. Yeah. Because they, they fear that you will get some information that they want to withhold. And it's like, it's so it's important that they keep create the narrative. Yeah. Uh, they don't want you and I talking to other heads of states. Other heads of state. Oh, our heads of states will meet your heads of state. I'll, so I'll do you one better. Do they don't want us talking to each other. The fact that we have the technology to do this is driving them insane. Mm-hmm. But I think they're really good at discrediting you, making yes. you look like a nut, or or putting out their own shows, some paying somebody else to do their own shows and make it sound nutty, you know. And and they're really good at that. Like I said, the the example was the guy that told me uh, that was on the show ended up in. At Sun Magazine, the Inquirer, something, yeah. you know, and on the crazy rack. Yeah. But he said, yeah, and they do that all the time. But, you know, we don't know what is this. So that's, I never want to discredit anybody, you know. I can't think of it. The, um, uh, oh, Galileo. Yeah. He was like, uh, yes, um, the planets are not revolving around us. I found out that the planets, you know, we're, we're in a solar system and we're revolving around the sun. Yeah. You know, Heresy, you're crazy. I love, Ju- I love the story of Galileo. Ever since I heard that story, I've been fascinated with Jupiter. I stare at Jupiter every night out in my hot tub, looking at it, thinking maybe am I seeing a little bit of like Jupiter has this weird flash where you can kind of see the moons going back and forth. And on a really clear night, you can almost like feel like you're seeing a distortion between the moons and the planet. It's really cool when you see it. As it is, I think money and, and like they're talking and giving us information that we would normally have. And so that's the fear. Yeah, that's the fear. We don't want them talking to the common man. No, they're not ready for us. I'm sure. I'm sure the heads of states are that they're not ready for. No, we're not ready to give up power. Because uh, the the moment you come and land and say, yeah, I could talk to the people of Earth and stuff. We'll stop listening to them. We'll listen to them. Yeah. And so, well, well, listen to us. We'll tell you what. No, they're the ones that flew through wormholes, <laughs> literally. Yeah, and came came here, you know, and from 
from light years away. They have the technology that we don't have. We're going to listen to them. We're going to listen to them. We we return our attention to them, and power is everything. And that was so. I'm sure they contacted and said, "No, you need to let this go and stuff." You know, and 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 I think people will talk about freedom, and then I think they're scared. Oh, yeah, they'll come here. Maybe we'll lose our freedom. And I said, I've seen a history, and we don't look at history and understand history. I said all the time, what. What was the U.S. bill? We came here because we were under control and we wanted our freedom. All we do is learn to say we're freedom. Uh, they're taxing us. We want freedom. We want to be connected with this and stuff. Uh, you know, we don't want to be connected with, uh, with uh, Europe and Britain and the king. We want to be free of that control. We get here. You start controlling others. Yes. One thing we learn is to, if we, if we come from colonization, we learn to colonize. We learn to colonize, you know. And once you learn it, you can't ever go home. And stuff. Uh, Liberia, when they, um, um, I'm African American, but those don't know when uh, Lincoln said, yeah, if you want to go back to Liberia, they're free, you can go back to Liberia. There are African-Americans, ex-slaves that went to Liberia and there's some over there to stay and stuff. And um, I talked to somebody from Liberia and said, yeah, you guys can't come home. What you do is then you start, you get in control. We had several of ex-Americans that have been uh, leaders of Liberia mm -hmm. and Stolen money, yeah. did things and stuff. Yeah, when you colonize, you learn to be a colonizer. <laughs> yeah. Came over to Native Americans. What did we do to them? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So you learn that the power. You don't let go of that power. And we know from history, and they might not always be friendly. We know when people come with superior weaponry and superior technology doesn't end up well for the native people <laughs> never has Does not. Yeah. right never has or we give them to, or we give them something let them kill themselves you know yeah. we give them something and let them kill themselves also too guns weapons powder knives you know whatever the energy source for their craft is is very very dangerous i mean if the little ones can go as fast as they go a big one can destroy this planet. Right. No problem. Or according to Zachariah Stitchin, um, <laughs> they came here when we were talking about religion. They came yeah. here and said, we need help. Uh, let's give these men an upgrade. Yeah. Let's again create Homo sapien. Which we're doing it right now. Elon Musk uh, is Homo doing sapien. it to chimps right now. Hey, let's give them They're a right. brain implant and let them play with computers. And what did Homo sapien did? We said, we don't know what happened to the Neanderthals. As soon as you got smart, maybe we said we don't have to compete with the Neanderthals. Let's get rid of them. It won't be the first group of animals that, that yeah. we caused the extinction of. We said, they're not smart as us. We don't need to compete with them for women. Let's get rid of Neanderthals. They're stronger <laughs> than us. They're dangerous. Yes. Yes. But... And guess what? There's a lot of animals stronger than us. But because of that Smart. upgrade that we got, they said, we became the apex predators. They said, yeah, tigers and lions are much stronger than us. We invented a gun. <laughs> so we won't have to deal with fighting them hand to hand, you know. Yeah. So that's what happens. You get an upgrade, you know, or you come with superior knowledge. So that might be scary. A group might come and they might not want to be friendly. You know, yeah. I, I saw something earlier too, uh, and that was religion. When you talk about religion, uh, the Catholic Church has a lot of knowledge in that library, and they've stolen a lot of information. They raided the library in Alexandria. Yep. They've stolen artifacts, and they know the real truth. And they have a they have a, a telescope. The Lucifer <laughs> telescope. A telescope. 
Yes. They have a temper. It's so creepy. That's so creepy. I don't know what they're thinking. I mean. Right. They're telling themselves. So they, they've stolen from every part, every, every part of the country, every part of the world. Any artifacts, they've stolen it. Anything they thought was theirs, you know, anything. So religion, if they landed here, think about people who say they're the people we should look up. Well, who do they worship? Yeah. They're smarter than us. Because when you come from another planet, you bring your religion. And uh, <laughs> you're like, they're superior than us. Maybe we should listen to their religion. Yeah, and you know? we like to impose it, not right. not just not just offer it, but impose it. Like, exactly. hey, this is the true God, right? The one true God. Yeah, that's scary. You stuff. might not want to tell them. And then the Catholic Church and another church has been saying and stuff. Man was made in the image of God. Who are they? Yeah, who are they? And I think it's ridiculous to think when the Creator started to make something they stopped at one we oh, know they yeah. didn't stop at one type of cat <laughs> one type of dog one type we know they didn't stop at one anything so why would you think you'd be the only one you know it just makes no sense but if you want to it's all about controlling a narrative you controlling the narrative keeping the money keeping the power that would be the scariest thing if they came here and that and i'm sure they've had contact with them and they told them you know but like I said, the worst thing is that if they came to the average man, you and I, and they started talking to them, that would scare them to death. What are you talking about? What are you saying? What are you saying? And another another great uh, movie was Close Encounters of the Third. Count. It's one of my favorites. I love that movie. Yeah. The the remastered version with it in 4K with the bigger shots. It's great. I love it. What scared them to death is yes, it, and and what scared them to death, which might have been some truth in it, uh, the trip to Planet Circle mm-hmm. might have been true. <laughs> I've <laughs> always been it. fascinated by that story. It, yes, might have been some truth in that about that because the military is going up with their gear and stuff, and the rich jipers got. We chose him. We chose an average guy. Yeah, you got your whole group and stuff. You said, we're going to go. We're going to take that trip there and stuff. You're loading all your stuff on and stuff. But this is one we chose. We called these people, which you stopped from coming. Yeah. You stopped from coming. We'd rather you take military, you know. Man, I never really put that connection together. That's I'm going to watch that movie again tonight. That's That's an interesting point of view on that yeah that Several that makes perfect sense we don't want your military what what good are they going to do they're trained right. to do one thing and one thing only we want somebody whose mind is open to different possibilities not right. just hammered in you know propaganda people, for their entire lives oh man several that's, people that's are called to be there you know yeah. richard jackman's character was called to be there yeah and they are stopping them every chance they got you know it's like you know He's the one I'm called to be there. They're stopping the people that are coming there. Yeah, they're gassing them. Right. (laughs) But those are the people who are called to be there. We want to give you the military. Because we're going to control the nerds. They know how it works. We know everything. I can't think of the guy who uh, we're talking about government. David Grush. What do you think about this David Grush character? The guy that they're toting out, he's the whistleblower, the first whistleblower, government whistleblower ever. He did the big News Nation interview, and now they've got him, you know, front and center in Congress with the two fighter pilots next to him. This is a a really interesting thing because you can't really understand this guy unless you really dig into Skinwalker Ranch. Because David Grush and all these guys, they're Skinwalker Ranch ghost hunters, but they're they're trying to, the narrative is we've got these little flying saucers that are screwing with our pilots and we need to get to the bottom of this. So they put this ghost hunter and, and again, like I'm all for ghost hunting and, and all that kind of stuff, but that is not what they're selling here. They're not selling that we're, we're going and studying Skinwalker Ranch. We, they're, they're really pushing this, this, uh, UFOs and flying saucer or, you know, fighter jets and flying saucers narrative. So what do you think about this guy? I think they're controlling the narrative again. Yeah. They control the narrative again. Like any good magicians, like notice nothing up my 
sleeve. Nothing in my hand. I want you to look over here. Look over here. Look over here so you won't know what I'm doing on the other hand. So, so we pushed the narrative. Again, I want you to hear from this and told you. We don't know what they are. Uh, we got this on camera. It's all fuzzy and stuff like that. They've got ones they clearly know what they are. You know, it's not all fuzzy. It's not look like, you know, it's like, okay, you're in a fighter, your fighter jet. Give all me a GoPro. Throw a GoPro up in there. Right. Like when they first, when that, when the first videos came out of these like go fast and, and all these flying saucers that they're showing, the first thing I did was search on the internet. I went to fighter jet GoPro and found all right. these amazing videos of like the blue angels fighting, like flying with GoPros all over right. their planes and stuff. And it's like, come on, right. man, you can't give me a GoPro in the window. Fuzzy looks like a top. <laughs> You're talking about that. You, got some clear shots of ones and stuff. Of course. But again, uh, it's about controlling this narrative that we see and stuff. Um, like this morning, they they get up there and they say, oh, uh, on TV and stuff, oh, we just, NASA, NASA, you know, I see the t-shirt that said F Matt. I don't know if I can test, but F Yeah, NASA. go ahead. <laughs> Fuck NASA. Yeah, yeah. And I said, right. Because NASA, all the time, the only thing they give us is that, this is how you wash your hair in space. Oh, look at this. He's eating pudding in space. Uh, I'm going to sing uh, 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 Major Tom. Yeah, I was just going to say, watch this guy play the guitar. Right. <laughs> Let's say, if one more astronaut plays Major Tom. <laughs> so I'm like, and they said, oh, they're excited this morning. And said, here, guess what we did? We had a satellite catch up with, a, we had a satellite catch up with an asteroid attached to it. And we got samples back from that moving asteroid. I said, why didn't they did that with the Black Knight <laughs> satellite? It's been going around our planet for the longest. Everybody act like they don't know exactly what it is. Send a satellite attached to it. You can attach to a moving asteroid because you know what it is. They told you. We monitor you. Don't bother that. That's ours. They've told that they've told people, the people that is important. They've told military, told officials. <clears throat> I'm sure they asked them, what is that? The satellite we monitor. Yeah, I think the moon is exactly what they say it is. So another base they put there and stuff. And then it's like it's doesn't seem natural for all the other moons. They keep saying it's not natural. Why yeah. it's perfectly round. There's so much like weird that. stuff about it. Yes, and it rains. The Obama administration said, we're, we're going to shoot a rocket up there and just crab it, crash into the moon. And it rained for 30 minutes. Yeah. You, why did you do that? Why did you take your time to just crash a rocket? Because you know something about it. And then I, I don't know if people said, do we really go to the moon or not? I don't I think said, we did, personally. The Van Allen belt. Yes. Why are you saying the Van Allen belt? We can't get through the Van Allen, or do we have the technology to get through it? Then? I don't know. Maybe, but, and maybe we just didn't have the tech to go through just to get there. Period. You know, like yeah. I, I've, I don't know if you've seen a funny thing happened on the way to the moon, but I think that documentary is pretty <laughs> incontroversial. They, they show some stuff that is just wild. A lot of the we went there in a seventy-six Nova. <laughs> yeah, Nova. exactly. Really, we went there. I joke with friends. I say. Who went to the moon in the 76 Nova? <laughs> now we got Mercedes and we haven't been back. Maybe we're told not to go back. And then they say, guess what? You have more technology in your hand than we went to at home. Now, did we get there and we're told not to come? Or did we put on a stage thing to say, hey, we made it to the moon? Because you haven't been back. You've been trying. And we don't have the technology to do it. They NASA says it. They'll tell you. We we destroyed it all. Why would you destroy technology? That makes no sense whatsoever. And you destroy pictures. Yeah. You said yeah. everything on Mars we dock. They said, well, we have to doctor them because of the color on Mars and stuff. And they say original people would say, hey, go to where the face is and go to where it looks like there's a pyramid there and stuff. Why? We don't want to. Everybody's asking you to do it. Do it. 
Well, we don't really want to because we know what's there, but we don't. Shut us up. Shut us up. But we keep saying there's something there. Shut us up. And they admit that they doctor pictures. They doctor pictures. They say, oh, yeah, because of the color and stuff like that. We doctor them. Yeah, we, we don't give you exactly, you know, what you see and stuff. NASA is one of the biggest liars. And I was like, yeah, I said, the Black Knight satellite. You say you'll know what it is it's in our atmosphere. You say you can go there. If you is a there's an asteroid passing by, you attach a, you attach a satellite to it. Something is getting orbit around our planet. You can't do it. First thing, because you had to look at it because you probably thought it was something from the Russians. You had to yeah. know what it was. You, you can't say you just didn't look at it and we don't know what it is. What it is. Like, you'd have found out what it the Russians put something, you already know what it is. That's come you're not interested in looking at it. My favorite NASA project right now is the James Webb Space Telescope. It's out in a Lagrange point, thousands and thousands of miles from here. It could be a video game and nobody would ever know. Like, why, I, if I'm NASA, like, why would I show, why would I show the real, the real footage? Like, let's, Put our own narrative out there. Let's screw with these people and say maybe the Big Bang didn't happen from this one, or maybe you know we don't understand light speed as well as we or this the gravity from these. You know they could do all kinds of stuff with that thing and make it a video game, and nobody could ever check it because it is so far away that the only like technologically advanced people or, that have the technology to do this would be NASA. So it's like, hey, we've got a project out here. You can't check on it, but trust us. We're telling you the truth. <laughs> and they, they, they said that the um, Groom Lake, the, the base in uh, Mexico didn't exist. Yeah. And, and we then, were looking at it for years. They yeah. said it didn't exist. It's crazy. It's on Google Map. We see it. Yeah. It's not there. Okay, it's there. You can't come on. Yeah. <laughs> but we're not doing anything. It, we're not doing anything crazy. Right. Why would you think that? It was like it's not a secret. Everybody knows what yeah. it is. They denied it was there. Yeah. For the longest. I was like, how could you keep saying it's not there and we see it? These people are sick. These people are sick. You got pisses and say none, nobody, you know, beyond this point. Yeah. People are getting trucked in and trucked out. Like, it was like it's not there. It's not there. They say, okay, it's there. Finally they admit it's there. So it's amazing. I said, but I only have theories of why they won't tell us. And I said that, and those theories just seem to connect. I was like, because I, I believe they already have content. Uh, the thing is, they don't want to mess up what they have. How many government officials that are being caught right now? And they're caught. Now I saw one <laughs> last week and said, I'm not going anywhere. You know, I <laughs> said, but there's... <laughs> He said, you know, you're going to court for this and this and stuff, money laundering and stuff like that. We'll let it go and stuff. I'm not giving up my seat. Yeah. American people put me in here and yeah. I'm going to stay. <laughs> was like, sick. There was this list. There, of, all, there um, was a big list of like Congress men and women from yeah. both sides of the aisle that came out today that are like all investing heavy in weapons manufacturing today because of yeah. the is Israel thing going on. And they're just all in on Lockheed Martin. And, you know, they know that they're about to get some major contracts. Sick. That's right. But, it, and I think is, it's all about, and I can't understand too. Whoever we say we're, there are enemies, we're doing business with. Yeah. <laughs> we're doing business with Russia. I was like, yeah, you know, the grain production might slow up. Why don't we grow our own grain? And why are we dependent on somebody who will have a good relationship? And it's because it's, it's money. It's money. Yep. Is it what's the the uh the call song when the walls came down at the end that said, uh, there ain't no Russians, there ain't no Yanks, just corporate criminals playing with tanks. Yeah, that's about <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. about right. But we need to know in our mind we're fighting. We don't like them. They like them. You know, they don't like the Iranians, we like their oil. We got oil here. Why buy it there? There's so much oil. You know, here. there's here. so much natural gas 
We don't even know how much natural gas there is. The only thing that limits oil and natural gas production is how much money we're willing to throw at it. Like exactly. there, there's, we actually don't even really know how natural gas is created and it may just be some planet cycle and there could be unlimited natural gas. We don't even know. Guess who give the big, they give the biggest grants to? They say, we want you to find an alternative yeah. to natural gas. We give it to the gas company. Exactly. Here, <laughs> Shell, find a way to put yourself really out hard. of business. Like, oh, we're looking really hard for yeah. alternatives. We can squeeze every drop. <laughs> and then we'll tell you what the alternatives are because we'll be ahead of that already. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we give grants to them. Can you find alternatives to put yourself out of business? We'll do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Just give us the money. We promise that we're right. On, that we're on it. <laughs> Just give us the money. And it, you know, it's a it's a self perpetuating cycle. The politicians make the deals with the with the oil and gas companies, and after they get off out of you know out of out of office, they're on the board. Raytheon or Shell or you know, whoever, whoever they did the most deals for. I'm thinking about, but back engineering ever since um, Roswell, back engineering. Yeah, that's something I, I should in, ask. Do you in think my we can? Timeline, in my time, just my time, I said, it's incredible the things that have happened, the things that have happened and stuff, and the things we saw that were coming. Was it? Uh, there was a thing that was talking about Star Trek tech. And I say, oh, my God, they were so ahead and right on their time and stuff. And they said, I saw this thing that said they talked to engineers and people in the know about what was coming up. We saw Kurt doing this and stuff. You know, they bring him a report. I said, he's got an iPad. Yeah. <laughs> like, sign off on the iPad. The computers talk. I said, oh, look at that. The computer, you can talk to the computers and stuff, you know. Yeah. Asking questions, they respond. That's a flat screen. Look at a boar has a Bluetooth in her ear when I'm thinking, <laughs> you know. Oh, it looks like a flip phone. <laughs> yeah. so, I was like, oh my God, you know, all this stuff that they knew were coming because they're in a the process. Was it uh, General Corso? Yeah, yeah. The military first and then dumping off stuff to IBM and other things. Hey, we found this. See what you can do with it. Well, and that, there's an interesting story with the guy who created the the transistor. He was a nobody, and then he created this amazing piece of equipment that has revolutionized our world in so many different ways, and then he never created anything again the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. Never invented another thing. And maybe I he believe, didn't need to, but he tried. I believe they toss out things to people and say, Look what you could do with it. But of course the military got theirs first. Yeah. I think and that the said, brain the brain chip is the big one. I think that they've been working on these well, I know they've been working on these brain chips in DARPA since the early two thousands. And now they've, you know, a couple DARPA members are on Elon Musk's board and they can't really just test computer chips on soldiers. You know? Mm-hmm. They can't really just make super soldiers in the open. That would be a little bit sketchy. So what they got to do is get it onto the open market because what they really need to do is figure out what's going on in here. If you really want to control everyone, which they do, you got to figure out how they think and how you can change how they think. And they're really good at it now without really knowing anything about the brain. Imagine how good they would, there will be at it once they figure out what's going on inside of this thing. Ugh, it's creepy. I believe though, if the eventually there'll have to be somebody like us that would be able to, and then we probably wouldn't believe it because they'd be on YouTube. Right. <laughs> I've got a guy coming on in two weeks who says he's an alien. And it's like, you know, I, I love, love the way you guys do your shows on like coast to coast and stuff. Like I'm all in like, oh, I don't do it anymore. Yeah, I know. I know you don't, but like, I, I, I like it when, People just let let you talk, and I'm I'm gonna be all in with this guy. I hope he's telling the truth. I really do. That would be incredible. That again, that again, as far as religion, it's really scared of. I have people now that say uh, that I'm a star type. 
I I'm half Palladian, I'm half human. Yeah. Uh, you know, but people that said that and stuff, and I said, could be, I don't know. You know, was that I don't, I don't say they're crazy or anything. Like I said, I don't want to get dis- dismissive. Yeah, I don't know because people will tell you things, and you say they were right. They were right when we we're all saying they were crazy. How many times through history you're right? I can't think of his name. That the <clears throat> the doctor was like, you know, in a um, Civil War times and, and back, there was like, if you're a surgeon, you had the bloodiest smock. You come in there, bloody smock, showed you his head. And there was one surgeon that's like, I think we're killing our patients because we're not washing our hands and stuff. I think there are things on our hands. Yeah. That we don't see that we're killing people with too small for us to see. Oh, crazy. Made microscopes big enough to find, oh, there's things called germs. He was right, you know. Yeah, he is right. He I remember knows. hearing about that the first time he looked into the microscope and just saw everything moving. They were like, "Oh my god, what right. happened?" You never washed your hands. You're doing surgery on somebody. You know, you're killing your patients. Yeah, a good doctor has blood on the smile. Never washes the smile. We know you got to change your clothes, change your shoes, change everything, cover up everything. You go in there and stuff. It's got to be sterile. But it. We'll, we'll think that somebody's crazy until we find out. We we have to catch up with people sometimes. They're far ahead of us. We have to catch up. We've seen geniuses that are far ahead of us, and we have to catch up with them. You know? Yeah. yeah. Or they bring something. That, we still haven't caught up with Nikola Tesla. No, we have not. <laughs> we have not. Or we have, and we've just brushed, you know, swept it all under the rug, which, which could it, also be a possibility there's some there's some new i don't know if you're familiar with a guy named randall carlson but he's um been working with malcolm uh what's his name bladwell Bladwell, something like that i don't know and they're working on these new thunderstorm generators they're calling them and uh using plasma technology apparently to how do i describe this pump emissions from a petrol vehicle into this plasma generator and it'll uh get rid of all the emissions in your car like 90 percent of it or something like that make your car 90 percent efficient that'd be an interesting thing speaking of that it was like you know um there was a guy <clears throat> when i had my show that was in columbus he came through columbus he had a 98 oldsmobile and he said you know he said that uh he had been on another show and he said i you know um we take the husk of corn. I say ethanol. Is that no, no? Do you take the complete husk? And he said, you know, and we and we turn it into fuel. He said, I'm working on a farm. We turn it into fuel. He said, you don't have to change anything about the present engines right now and stuff like that. We don't have to pump anything. The thing you throw away from corn, that's what we use. Hmm. You can grow gas now. So it's like, so what we do is, and he said, and the engine changes and everything. And he said. The car I'm driving in now, he had been on another show. Car I'm driving in now, driving around America. And I said, you got to be on my show. Gave me his number. Tried to call him. His phone was dead. Uh, everything, you know. Couldn't find him anymore. He disappeared. Asked people. He disappeared. They don't know where he is. <laughs> so, what happened? He had a car actually running off of it. He said, I didn't do anything to the engine. It's just, you know. We broke down the husk of corn, so we can drill. We don't have to worry about gas. Yeah, that's <clears throat> interesting. I think he disappeared because he did know something, yeah. not because he was crazy. I've heard that there's this guy right now, I, I don't remember his name, but he's working on a, I think it's like a bacteria or something like that. Maybe it's a, I don't remember exactly what it is, but essentially you would breed this stuff in the ocean. And it would eat plastic. It would eat all the microplastic, and then you could harvest it and use it as fuel. I said, "Wow, that guy's looking to be buried in the ocean with his invention." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> we probably he will disappear probably also. Too. Right, right. All right, Ron. It's been a pleasure talking with you. I'll have to have you on again. I've got a couple of books, though. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me turn off the music. You got a couple books to plug. I'm sorry about that. Yes, I got a couple of books. They are fiction books. Well, one is a nonfiction. It's a social work book. But 
that one was a long time ago, but on a talented book, Healers, uh, Three Tales of Miracles, Angels and Lost Souls, fictional book, the three stories about ordinary people that acquire the power to heal, how it changes their life and how it would be in a modern day setting right now. Uh, the first story is called The Gangster and the Gifts, about a gang banger. Uh, he joined this deadly street gang and he acquired the power to heal uh, change his life. The second one is called Good Intentions. It's about a good storefront minister that acquires the power he's always wanted to heal his aging congregation, how it turns them into a completely different person. And the last one is called Only Women Bleed. It's about a young mother of two. She acquires the power to heal and how it changes his life. Now, this book is paperback where you're getting Kindle and stuff. I think right now it's down to a lower price, like $13 Amazon. But if you say, I just want something short, and you think about aliens and stuff, uh, the book, I have a Kindle book. It's 99 cents. It's called um, Island Alien. And it's about an alien contact and putting bay off the shores of Cleveland, Ohio. Excellent. I will put those down in the description. Ron, it's been a pleasure talking with you. We'll have you on again sometime. I'm sure you have endless stories to tell. Thanks. So they used to say on the show I had, doubt if you dare, but believe if you have the courage. So.